Grand evening, we are back and we are speaking about you are the one. This morning, it landed in my spirit as I was in 5am um, club that, oh my God, we simply are the one that we are looking for. I used to hear this saying and it was like, um, if you want to blame your ex, go to the mirror. If you want to blame your parents, go to the mirror. If you want to blame life, go to the mirror. If you want to blame money, go to the mirror. Like whatever obstacles we're going through or whichever obstacles feel like they're coming at you, you've simply got the power to defeat them. You've just got to be willing to go to the mirror. And I'm not exactly sure what I heard that triggered me fully understanding that actually we are the one that we're looking for. And the more that we recognize that we're the one that we're looking for, we don't get worried about what is happening or what's not happening or how it could have been happening or when it should have been happening. The only thing that we get focused on is the one and my journey into mindset, my journey into, I would say, a spiritual awakening and um, really starting to look deeper at things really began with the journey of self-love. So before I even worked on my relationships with other things, it really was a journey of self-love. I just realized one day that I didn't love myself. And so I started to do this thing called loving myself, thinking I'd read a million quotes that, you know, that song, I hate that song. Um, Whitney Houston's The Greatest Love of All. Ugh, it's one of the songs that I just don't like. And I don't like it because when I started dancing, it was our anthem. So it's what we used to sing all of the time the greatest love of all and it just used to sound so dreary to me and just like oh my god how many more times are we going to sing this song and I hated it but when I grew up I say and I actually understood the words of that song the greatest love of all I was like what this is what we were singing all those years and now I made, I started to recognize that's the type of love that I wanted. That's the type of love that I wanted to have access to, the self-love. And here's what the words say. I believe the children are the future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children's laughter remind us how we used to be. And I'm telling you, when you sing that a million times, you don't even let it marinate. I believe the children have, that's how I used to sing it, because uh, teach them well and let them, uh. but bro, what actually happens if we begin to teach the children pride? Show them the beauty that they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. 
and let their laughter remind us how we used to be. Do you know how much of us have forgotten to laugh? Do you know that perhaps we've just forgotten the beauty that's inside of us? But what if we remember it? It gives us a, a sense of pride that makes life easier. Grand evening, everybody. Just to reset the room, we're speaking about you being the one. And I used to hear this saying that if you're looking for someone to blame, go to the mirror. And I didn't fully get it. So if you want to blame your parents, go to the mirror. If you want to blame life, go to the mirror. If you want to blame your partner, go to the mirror. If you want to blame the kids, go to the mirror. And I was saying that my journey before mindset, before like a spiritual awakening, really started with this thing called self-love. Because somewhere along the way, I recognized that I just didn't love myself. And along that journey, I've been reminded of that song by Whitney Houston, The Greatest Love of All. And I hated it because <laughs> we used to sing it so much. But on my journey of self-love, I started to discover what was hidden in this song. It says, everybody's searching for a hero. People need someone to look up to. But I've never found anyone who fulfills my needs. A lonely place to be. So I've learned to depend on me. How many of us can say that we've learned to depend on ourselves? How many of us have been looking for the savior? looking for Jesus Christ, looking for the man or the woman of our dreams, looking for our husband or our wife, looking for the job that's going to make us feel better, looking for the coach, the therapist or the counsellor that's going to take everything away, looking for our children to validate us. And guess what? it still ends up being a lonely place to be. And so I learned to depend on me. She says, I decided long ago never to walk in anyone's shadows. If I fail, if I succeed, at least I'll live as I believe. Because no matter what, they take from me, they can't take away my dignity because the greatest love of all is happening to me. I found the greatest love of all inside of me. The greatest love of all is easy to achieve. Learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. You are the one, the one that you've been looking for, the one that you've been searching high and low for, the one with the answers, 
the one with the understanding, the one with the overstanding is you. But how do you love you? How do you believe in you? How do you value you? And I sometimes think, yo, we could be so hard on ourselves. We can be so hard on ourselves, like wanting more. We can be so hard on ourselves because we're not where we think we should be. We could be so hard on ourselves because we haven't figured it out yet. Or because life hasn't really given us the best options. But what happens if we really decide to never walk in anyone's shadows? That whether we fail or we succeed, we still believe that we're the one. We still believe that nothing or no one can take anything from us. We still believe that we've got everything we need. We still believe that great things are happening for me, for you. We still believe that no matter how many times we've associated love with betrayal or pain or hurt, we still believe that love is the greatest thing of all. Would we start to see ourselves differently? Because if by chance, that special place that you've been dreaming of leads you to a lonely place, find your strength in love. Where have we been looking for our strength? Where have we been looking for our strength? I got it this morning. I did the title of this room before I came into the room that was done this morning. And in the room that was done this morning, they were talking about words and space and experiences that have defined them. And it was an experience from so long ago. But you wake up how many years later sitting in it. Where are you looking for your strength? And I heard many of the same things that have happened in my life. And I sat with myself and I said, well, how come it hasn't been the same kind of outcome? And it's because I've found my strength in love. And it was self-love. Self-love changes the game. Because we don't often know how to love ourselves, we try and love everything and everyone else. And we end up in that lonely place. We end up in that place that we want to fulfill our needs, but can't. And whether that's a job, whether that's a relationship, whether that's people's opinions, whether that's doubt, whether that's fear, it's a lonely place. For many of us, the loneliest place of all 
is the place called expectations. The place of expectation robs us of our joy. But if we're willing to sit in the place of love, everything can be healed. Everything can have new perspective. Everything can have new meaning. Everything can have a different outcome. So I'm just here in the room today to remind you that if you're looking for someone to blame, go to the mirror. If you're looking for someone to love, go to the mirror. If you're looking for something to define you, go to the mirror. If you're looking for something to validate you, go to the mirror. If you're looking for something to inspire you, go to the mirror. If you're looking for something to educate you, go to the mirror. If you're looking for something to become, go to the mirror. And I'm not just talking about the physical mirror where you can actually see yourself. Actually look, look at what you've conquered. Look at what you've survived. Look at what you've made it through. Look at the beauty that still stands within you. And if you can't see it, stay there until you do. Because the mirror has got way more answers than we would like to believe. And as much as I'm talking about the physical mirror, because I want you to see you, I really want you to see you because you are the one. You're the one you've been looking for. You're the one that you've been trying to save. You're the one that you've been wanting saved you. You're the parent that you wished loved you. You're the child that you wished understood you. You're the teacher that you wished empowered you. As much as you're the teacher that is constantly educating you, you are the one. And the one is unity. And the one is intuition. And the one is connection. And the one is everything and some. You need a whole nother one to get two. You can't get a one plus a 0 0.2 to get two. You can't get a one plus a 0 0.75 to get two. You need a whole one and a whole one to get two. So how are you feeling to get your next when you can't be the whole one? And so are your emotions. Are you willing to go to the mirror and ask, do these serve me? 
are these emotions, emotions of the one that I want to become? Are these emotions of the one that I want to be? Are these the emotions of the one I've been looking for? Go to the mirror with your mentality. Is that the one? Is that mindset the one? Is that mindset the fulfilling? Is that mindset the answer? Is that the mindset that's disciplined? Is that the mindset that's committed? Is that the mindset that yearns for knowledge and expands when it gets it and applies information? Is it? And then the spirit. Is that the spirit that feels good? Is that the spirit that nurtures you? Because you are the one. And whatever those environments look like, that's who you are. But is it the one that you want to be? Is it the one that when you get the exact same of that one, when you multiply it, when you divide it, when you add to it, it's going to give you the total sum of the more that you require. What do I mean? If the one of me that I'm standing in right now, under pressure, I crumble. When things don't work out, I get upset. When things aren't going my way, I get mad. Now, if that's my total one, when another one of the exact same energy and the exact same totality meets this one, ah, is that the energy that I want to create? No. So do I blame life? Do I blame parents? Do I blame children? Do I blame partners? Do I blame past experiences? Or do I go to the mirror and stay there until I become the change that I want to see? Because now what happens when I'm multiplied by a whole me? What happens when value is added to the whole me that I want to be? What happens? It's more. More of the energy that I want more of the experiences that I want, more of the life and the lifestyle that I want. Because it's a whole one. There's nothing missing in that one. And that's what self-love does. It allows you, that's what the mirror does. It allows you to see that space as whole and complete. Yo, the cracks, bruh. They got gold in them. They're beautiful. There's a Chinese tradition that if a plate ever breaks, they glue it back together. And when they glue it back together, they put gold in the cracks because it's artwork. You're a masterpiece. Every inch of those cracks was necessary. 
It doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean it can't be fixed. It just means you've got a little bit of color on you. You've got a little bit of a scar on you to remind you. What does it say? Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Yo, when you fill those cracks with gold, it's beautiful. But you won't even see the beauty in it if you keep seeing it as a broken crack, as a broken past, as a negative experience, as daddy this and mummy that and Sarah this and Louise that. What happens when you fill it with gold? It becomes a masterpiece. You begin to see the beauty within it. You wear those scars as pride. Maybe for some of us that have become mums or just adulting, men and women, your body shifts and changes. And sometimes that develops stretch marks. And you could go through a season of hating those stretch marks especially when your skin was nice and tight and firm and you hate those stretch marks. But especially if you've got them on your stomach as a woman from giving birth, I invite you to see them as the beautiful thing that your body done to stretch, to stretch. So it could carry your whole life not a part of a life, not some of a life, but a whole life. And so you see them as beauty marks. You see that as a scar, as a reminder of a beautiful experience that may have been challenging, that may have been tough, but it's a reminder. It's a reminder of who we are of what we used to be, of what we went through. It doesn't have to define you. It doesn't make you any less beautiful because you've got scars on your body. I used to get eaten alive by mosquitoes when I was young. I still do when I go back to the Caribbean if I haven't been in a while. And they used to look so ugly on my skin, like water bubbles and they were massive. They just used to yam me up. And I was like, oh, my sisters didn't get bitten like I got bitten. I didn't need any more help in adding to my ugly, fat story that I continuously told myself. Yeah, and sometimes I still do. I'm okay to be the ugly, fat one, because guess what? I got a good personality. But guess what? One time someone said, girl, your blood's sweet. And I decided to run with that instead. I was getting eaten up because my blood's sweet, honey. There's a lot of things that are sweet about me. So I attached a new identity to the same thing. I don't even get bitten in the same way, actually. And my legs are still scarred. I remember once when I came back from Anguilla about 16 and I was going to a party and I was on the train and this girl said, oh my God, a couple of us had just come back actually. And she said, oh my God, why have you not got bare scars on your legs? And I was like, because a bitch has been traveling. What have you been doing? 
you've got some scars because you've been through some things, but it doesn't take away from you being the one. It doesn't take away from you having all that you need. It doesn't take away from the beauty that you possess. It doesn't take away. And actually, when you start to process the information of what you've been through differently, when you start to clean the lenses on how you look at it and address it, when you start to ask yourself what you've made it mean, yo, you fill those cracks with some gold and it's beautiful. And that's what I heard as I listened in the room today. My mum told y'all, she used to call me a hypocrite, a word I absolutely didn't like. Not because I was a hypocrite, but because I didn't agree with something that she said that she would have loved me to agree with. And I didn't want to. I could have let that define me. Why? Furthermore, the same morning today, I was speaking to one of my sons and I said, if you do not fix up, I'm pulling you out of that school and I'm sending you to this next school where you'll become a dunce. I know the power of words. Why did I say that? Because it's been coming in and out, losing this, losing that, lack of responsibility, doesn't really care because mummy's cool. So I intensified the pressure. I'm not that cool. You picked to go here to be with your friends and company, you better recognize you ain't walking in no one's shadow. What does the song say? I decided long ago never to walk in anyone's shadow. So if you're going to go to this school and be influenced by the ideas and mentalities of your peers, I am pulling you out. And I'll put you in another school where you're not going to get the same education. So if you want to act like this, I will send you to a school where you could choose to be a dunce. Guess what? Everything he lost today, he came home with it today. It's been lost for a week. Where was it? And so it's been laying in my spirit all week. I didn't understand that self-love is the greatest love of all time. Neither. Yeah, they're laughing in the audience. Laugh. Neither did I understand that discipline is the greatest. Discipline. Discipline is the greatest form of self-love. I didn't get that. But what's been laying in my spirit is I didn't fully understand my parents' methods sometimes of loving me because I didn't understand that discipline is the greatest form of self-love. I'm going to tell y'all that again. I didn't fully understand that self-love is the greatest love of all time because I didn't understand my parents' methods of discipline. We don't understand why our parents are a certain way in a certain season of our life. 
Neither do we understand why our friends are a certain way in a certain season of our life. But when you're willing to go to that mirror, when you want someone to blame, go to the mirror. When you want someone to love, go to the mirror. When you build that kind of algorithm, the answers are right there. It was never my mum or dad's role in a certain season of my life to be my friend and company. And they made it so clear. Neither was it their role to meet me where I was at with my foolishness. They had to stretch me and expand me and better yet teach me. I remember when my dad used to tell me, you're gonna brush your teeth three times a day. I thought that was the most stupidest thing. And I thought I was so smart that when I got in from school, instead of brushing them because of just stupidness, you know what I did? Just wet the toothbrush and got a little bit on my finger and wiggled it around my mouth. Cause after a while, when he stopped um, wetting the tooth, when he stopped realizing that the toothbrush was just wet, he would say, open your mouth, let me smell your breath. So I thought I was smart. So I put the toothpaste on my finger and in my mouth. Why? Why so lazy and so nasty, Tanya? Why not just brush them three times a day? Because I was ignorant. I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to apply a small little principle that would have increased my own personal hygiene. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. I've just gone into one of my son's rooms. Because they're on, you know, now I'm teaching them discipline, right? Because it's, it's a different season for us. So now I've got to be the disciplinary. And if you know me, I'm really not that kind of mom. But we're in a different season. So we're practicing. We're incorporating chores and we're incorporating um amount of time that you can spend on your phone and the amount of time that you can spend on your computer. And where I aspire to be free so much. I have a different level of freedom when it comes to my children. I allow them to be who they are. But I recognize discipline as being the greatest form of self-love. I'm very particular about things as well, especially in terms of my house. And obviously, my sons have forgotten that I was once a child. So the clothes, which they've been so wellly folding and putting away every day and keeping their rooms tidy because we've been practicing discipline. My God. I opened the wardrobe and there was a volcano, bro. Everything has fell out from what has been stuffed underneath from one of them. What a fun evening they're going to have folding each and every single one of them away and hanging up each and every single one until it's neat and tidy. And now you blew your cover. Because every time I ask you to put away the clothes, I'm pulling out everything. Just the same way once I asked them to wash the dishes and I was so proud as I got in from a busy day thinking, oh my gosh, they've done everything. Yes, this discipline stuff is really working. And then two days later, when I turned over what looked like the empty washing bowl on the side, guys, 
all the dishes were under the bowl. <laughs> Smart. But guess what? That's the kind of relationships that we really have with ourselves. We cut around the edges instead of going fully in the mirror. And we hope that the audios we listen to will pump us up. The rooms that we sit in will fill us up. The spaces that we go in will motivate us. The little things that we do now and again will create the difference that we're looking for. We'll do everything but sit in the mirror. We'll do everything but believe is possible for us. We'll do everything but see that we are the one. We are the one we're looking for. We are the one that is possible for. We are the one that's going to make the difference. We are the one that's got anointing or blessings or miracles on our name. It's you. When are you going to see it? I mean, really see it. Oh, well, wait. We'll wait until we get the house we asked for, or we'll wait until we get the job we asked for, or we'll wait until we get the partner we'll asked for. And that's going to last not even 24 hours in glory, in celebration, in gratitude. Because tomorrow, when pressure's applied, now we're back to the blaming game. Now we're back to what defined us at 0.3 months, bro. But you're a whole... 80. When are we really going to believe, yo, I'm the one, I'm the one, I'm the one, I'm the one, and I'm a whole one. I'm not a 0 0.25, I'm not a 0 0.6, I'm not a 0 0.33333 reoccurring of all the shit that I'm always reoccurring on. I'm a whole one. And I already won the race because I'm here. I already conquered because I'm here. I've already defeated because I'm here. I was never out of the game because I am here. I wasn't forgotten. I wasn't counted out. I wasn't stamped on. Bruh, I was just getting some gold filled into my cracks. I was just getting some color put in my scars. I was just getting some momentum because what's about to happen is going to be a madness. I was just counting myself in. When are we going to have that energy? I came in on Monday to set the tone. And I'm coming back every day this week until the tone is set. I'm coming in on Friday to start bodying. Because obedience... <laughs> Yo, when you're obedient, woo, the signs, the miracles, the signs, the miracles, the signs, the miracles, they're everywhere. You got blessings attached to your name, but they're in the mirror. You got miracles attached to who you are, but it's in the mirror. But you keep going to the mirror and seeing what you don't like. You keep going to the mirror and seeing what you don't want. 
You keep going to the mirror and reciting, reciting, you know, that's a whole word, reciting that I'm a whole 0.3. Have y'all ever seen 0.33333? It's like a reoccurring. Hmm. But what happens when you really go from, yo, I'm a 0.2, I've got, um, I'm a 0.3, bro. I'm a 0.4, I'm in that mirror, I'm a 0.5. Now I'm a 0.6, yo, I'm a 0.7, I'm a 0.8. Yo, he's got me here for a minute, but I'm a 0.8. I haven't gone back to my 0.2, I'm a 0.8, I'm a 0.8, I'm a 0.8, yo, I'm a 0.9, I'm a 10, 10. I'm a 10-10. Oh, I heard you. We can't walk with that level of confidence because it's arrogance. Let them keep fooling you. You're a 10-10. Why don't we act like one? Speak in rooms that you wouldn't speak in. Go to the stage in rooms that you sit in the audience in. Stand up when you want to sit down. Sit down when you want to walk out. Go higher when you've been too comfortable. That's the one that you are. The one that's been stretched and the one that's been pulled, but you were 10-10, son. And maybe the only part of your puzzle that's missing is that you've forgotten that you are the one. So you're walking in everybody else's shadows. You're looking for everybody else to fulfill your needs. You're looking for a hero. And that's the loneliest place to be. But self-love hits different when you understand discipline. Self-love hits different when you are the one. Everything else is a compliment, blood. It's a plus. I broke this down in relationships. That when you're a one, anything multiplied by one is what? The number that it was. Most of us are seeing ourselves as a zero. Anything multiplied by zero is what? Zero. Anything added to zero, you've got zero, add five, you still got a five. Anything divided by zero is still itself. Anything plus a zero is still itself. Anything minus a zero is still itself. But guess what? Not only does the zero represent the space of going to the mirror, right? You know what the zero represents? How we're walking around, how we're talking loosely. Loose lips sink ships, loosely. Loosely. And so what when you happens when you buckle up and you become a one? You add a one, a whole one to something else, it becomes a little bit more. You times anything by one, it's still itself. You divide something by it, it's just a little bit less. But we're not even willing to walk into situations as a whole 
We're going in empty and forget and expecting the world, the expectation. Remember I said in the beginning, many of us live in the mirror of expectation. The expectation that your childhood should have been better or different. The expectation of the people around us. The expectation of life itself. But imagine what happens if you started to ask yourself, what's the expectation that I actually honestly and truthfully have of me? Huh? What is the expectation that you genuinely have of you? Huh? What is it? Some of you know it's not great. Some of you won't even answer that question. As a matter of fact, fuck it. We're in the room, tell me, what is the expectation you have of you? Who's willing to come up to the stage? Everyone can come up to the stage, but I would really love to know what is the expectation, like honestly, not the expectation you would like to have, the honest expectation that you have of yourself right now. I dare some of you to come up and answer. And that's it, right there. A whole zero. Oh, we got a one. Hello. Grand, grand evening, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, thank you, sir. I'm great. Tell us, what's the expectation that Dom has of Dom? To be the best I can each day, to be great, and to be a queen to hold their crown up. And how do you go about doing that? Love that. So if I'm in an argument, how's that person, how will how would the person who I want to be going to deal with that argument? And at times I'm not gonna lie, I be who I do fall back to the person who to who I am today, but I write it down and remind myself mm. for it tomorrow. I love that. I love that. So you would say that every day you're working towards being the best version of yourself because you have an expectation to be great. Yes. Love that. Perfect. That's it. You are the one. You are the one you're looking for. That's it. No one else is going to wake up and become her. No one else is going to make that happen but you. You are the one. That's it. Everything you need is you. Everything you desire is within you. Everything you've ever asked for is you. Miss Tina, grand evening. What do you expect of you? Hi, it's so funny because today I wrote down the W was that I was looking at my worth and I thought I was doing great after Clubhouse this morning, going into my words, feeling great. Then I had a meeting and on the way to the meeting in the, in the taxi, I was like, oh, uh, uh, uh. I felt funny. <laughs> so I was <laughs> I was talking to myself because I was like, cannot possibly be no anxiety because I'm okay. I'm the one. I can do this. I've got this. Uh, you know? And I was doing my mantra. And then I got to the meeting. And as I walked out of the taxi, my bra collapsed. <laughs> one titty was hanging out. <laughs> the other one said, I, I was lifting up the bra. And I was like, I've got this. It's okay. <sighs> 
And um, I was sitting in the meeting thinking, I've got to ask Tanya if she's got a pin. I got, how am I going to, you know? And I kept on like talking and pulling up like one side of the bra because I was in the meeting with predominantly <laughs> 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 one come up and pretend and I could really give the I'm a raw woman I'm ready and I'm because I walked into this meeting late and I, at first I didn't notice and after a while I was mad I was so angry because I thought why that I couldn't I was like it's not that she hasn't got on a bra but what the hell has happened <laughs> because it was just so obvious it was so crazy I was like oh my god why is that titty like it's gonna touch the floor <laughs> This was in that meeting. Yeah. If anybody knew anything, I was so out of my comfort zone. I was so ugh, in such a, a such a what's the word? Wanting to look professional and whatever, but one titty, the other one is up because this one is still secure and the other one is hanging. So as Tardy said, she could kind of notice. And I was doing all kind of leaning and all kind of uncomfortable thing that I got up to go to the toilet to think, right, I've got to raise my <laughs> somehow, and I tripped him. <laughs> 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 I tripped him, I had it. I would have nearly bust my <laughs> About no cap. Oh, listen. <laughs> Ooh, that is so funny. She had to tie up my titty, you know, so then I was like, I was wearing a strangulation, like to go back in the meeting, get all of the stuff all together. So was I, was I transmitting confidence, godfidence? Hell no. And I was like, girl, God's got this faith. I was re retelling my clubhouse from this morning, but that was the joke. So when I absolutely had to laugh at myself because yeah, titties out of doors and everything. So the question again, Tanya, with the truthful answer from me, I asked, what, I what are your expectations of yourself? Kitty outside door, whatever, go on, you still got to show up and, yeah, just do what I have to do, be who I have to be. But you know that that God or that universe, a practical joker, fam, honest to God, like the way that I laughed afterwards, it's another thing for my memory jar. And that's the thing. That's what the journey of self-love has taught me. That I thought it was going to be real pretty because everybody said it's the greatest love of all. And it's not been pretty. It's been muggy. It's been um, unclear at times. It's been hard. It's been intense. But it's beautiful. Like, so, so beautiful. Not because I'm just saying that. It's beautiful because you actually see yourself differently. You're a whole 10-10. Even on your worst days, you're a 10-10. 
And if you're like me and you struggle like with certain things physically, or maybe you struggle with seeing yourself at a 10 10 mentally, maybe you struggle seeing yourself at a 10 10 spiritually or emotionally, you're a whole being, nothing's missing. And so the more that you start to embrace the good, the bad, the ugly, the titty falling out, the falling over, the up, the down, you will become everything that you're looking for. When we go back to the Caribbean, especially Anguilla, you know, the men over there love an English girl. And you're kind of put on this pedestal and you're put on an even higher pedestal if you respect yourself. If you've got that pride that it speaks about, if you, if you walk with your head high and you've got morals and, and things about you, you're on an even higher pedestal because you ain't easy access, Bill. And so whenever I go back and it's like this overwhelming feeling of love, at one point we was in school and people believe that I'm an extrovert. I'm really not. I'm actually an introvert. I'm an extrovert out of protection. And when we come out of class, there's like blocks. So there's there's groups of men on the blocks and uh, pss, pss, English girl, pss, pss. bro, I cannot deal with that type of energy. It is just too overwhelming. It's too much. So I would avoid every way possible to walk past any of these blocks. Even if my class was on the block, I'd rather be late so that everybody's gone. Then nobody don't have to see you slip into the class. You do your thing, anything to avoid that attention. And let me tell you, when we lived there for a year, and because I didn't choose to have a boyfriend, like people were interested to one minute, this person's trying to talk to you, that person, whatever. And let me tell you lot something now. The way that I bust my ass, not once, not twice, but three times publicly when I was running, and as we all went to take off, all of our legs crumbled together and it was sports day. So the whole school is, was watching. They said, ah, Lord, her head's so big, it chuck her down. Ah, ah. I don't know how I didn't stay on the floor and act like my leg was broken. Because to get up with those kind of comments and to that shame, like, it was horrible. But the level of resilience that that kind of thing builds in you. Guess what? I'm running because the stinking, the stinking dustbin man is chasing me about. He loves me and he loves to see me. So I'm running, telling him, don't touch me. I'm running. I'm running so fast after school and he's chasing me after he's cleaning the bins to tell me that he loves me. And I fall black in the middle of the main road. Black on my face. Yo, I acted that time, I acted like my ankle was broken. I wasn't going back to school for a good couple of days because the way the shame licked me. And next time I finally built up the courage to walk past the block with the buff dudes, like just walked on you get in the mix of them. And I had on those Spice Girl, whatever you call them, stupid shoes, sketches with the heel and the trainers. And I'm walking, because um, I never listened, I wore whatever shoes we wanted to wear. And bam. I fell on my face straight in front of them outside the toilet where the piss was running out. Shame. But guess what? You get up and you crack on. And it might define you in that season in your life. It might even paralyze you or cripple you for a bit. But guess what? 
you don't have to stay there forever. You don't have to talk about that experience like a badge of honor. And yes, it really, really, really could have hurt you. Now I laugh. I laugh because it wasn't one time I fell. It wasn't two, three times, bro. And it really was because I, I couldn't deal. I was, I was, I really just, it was all just too overwhelming. So I obviously created these incidents that made it be even more overwhelming because that's what was my initial belief. It's too much. And funnily enough, that's what we're doing our whole lives. We're creating things. I think it's when you said that you were 10, 10, I think same thing, Anguilla can really give you some lessons. And, you know, those of us that know anything about cocoa butter and cream in your skin. And, you know, I had some white kind of healed pumps. I had white cycling shoes. <laughs> I, I actually looked in the mirror and I was like, yeah, I'm a 10, 10. I don't say that often, but honestly, on that day, I looked fine. And I'm not sure if it's because it, it kind of like that confidence. I, I don't do that whole kind of model or sexy or whatever. But at one point, I just decided I'm going to do like walk at it. The people was looking at their cars and beeping and saying, sexy. I think it just went to my head, didn't it? And I just didn't look at where I was going. Like, <laughs> I tried to do the sexy walk with the heels. And I fell right down in front of the same people inside of the orange dirt with white clothes and cocoa bar. Honest to God, it was so embarrassing. The way that, the way that, Tanya, the way that Tanya said, I could have stayed down there, I did. I stayed down there and my whole acting came out like I pretended that I can't get up. And when I got up, I pretended that I was so hurt. I thought it I thought if they think that I'm hurt, it might stop them from laughing. But I tell you, some of them was like, why is it just why? Why you see that? You see that she's rolling? Why is she rolling the breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> when Charlie was saying, are you a 10 10? I'd forgotten about that until she just mentioned about the fall. And sometimes when we do something and we fall, Tony, it's that memory or remembering that incident that kind of has you a little bit am I safe to walk out again am I safe to look sexy am I safe to wear white I don't I don't even think I'd wear white since that day to be honest yeah honestly and that's the thing when your 1010 comes from an egotistical point of view <laughs> and it doesn't serve you there's consequences you know but when you're a 1010, just because you 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 believe, you see you, you recognize that you're whole and complete just as you are, nothing's missing, nothing was wrong. Yes, some things have prodded you, yes, some things have stretched you, yes, some things have expanded you, but that's all they were supposed to do. It wasn't supposed to be a place that you stay and define yourself by. And trust me, there was many times where, and there will be many times where your confidence will get not but confidence I personally believe is a muscle it, it, it comes from inside it's a sense of of really just being comfortable in your own skin and wearing it with joy and pride and, and gratitude right but your confidence can be knocked by experiences it absolutely can but it's just a knock it's not broken you can pump it back up again and that's why I kind of did the dance classes that I used to do, because I want people to be confident in who they are. 
I want people to be bold in who they are. I want people to love who they are because that's where the greatest love of all is. So I just passed through today to just say, you are the one. The one you're looking for is in the mirror. The one that you've been wanting to heal you is in the mirror. The one that you've wanted to blame is in the mirror. The one that's actually, can you imagine, the one that is actually causing you the most pain or conflict is in the mirror. That's you. So what happens when you really start to see you differently? What happens when you really start to love you? It really is the greatest love of all. So we've been having some high flying conversations up and shake the room lately. And I just wanted to level it up a little bit and just say, you're the one. You're the one. You've always been. You know, my sons, I was talking to them yesterday and I said, you know, I said, do y'all know how great you are? I said, do you know how many sperms were running towards that egg and you made it? And one of my sons said, oh, well, who told you to choose me? I said, nah, boy, you, it's the other way around. You chose me. Unlucky. <laughs> it was like, you chose to have me and have me at this time of year. And now I'm like, duh, 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 duh. and I was like, nah, you chose me, fam. And it's a beautiful choice. Regardless to whether your parents are absent or present, you chose the right one. Regardless to whether they were abusive or are abusive, you still chose the right one. As much as your friends and your children and your relationships, all of them, you chose the right one. Does it feel like we did at times? Hell nah. How not? But when you think about yourself expanding, yo, we're so hard of hearing that unless sometimes the lessons are a little bit intense, we don't hear, we don't listen, we don't move, we don't take action, we don't change. But when it's close and it's personal, now it hits different. And in order to sometimes be a real badass, you got to take all those cracks and fill them with gold. As in what you thought I'd amount to nothing? Yo, watch this be gold. Or oh, you thought that when you kicked me, I was going to stay down? <laughs> watch me get up. You thought that your view or opinion of me was going to define me? Let me make you go rewrite that assignment and try to study me because you'll never pass. What happens when we have that kind of energy? No cap. No cap. I'm just saying, I believe the children are the future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. We can't teach nothing that we're not willing to become. We can't teach nothing that we're not willing to become. And you know, one of the saddest realities for me is how many people are blessed to be parents, aunties, uncle, grandparents, but they don't even love themselves. 
but we would be hella mad if our beautiful, incredible, amazing children, nieces and nephews didn't love or value themselves because of the gold that we see within them. So let's be it ourselves so that we can teach them well and trust, rest, knowing that they'll lead the way. Show them the beauty they possess inside. How are we going to show it if we ain't found it? How are we going to show it if we can't see it? Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. This validating stuff, this low self-worth and lack of value, that don't give you pride. That's why it's so hard. But what happens when you level that up? And we remember... We allow the children's laughter to remind us who we used to be before anything mattered, before anything had a weight on us, before we sat down and made things mean something. Yo, we just used to enjoy, enjoy everything. We used to find fun in the most simplest things, boy. Hiding behind doors and saying, boo, I see you, peekaboo. What happens when we just start to have that kind of fun with life again? Everybody's searching for a hero. People need someone to look up to. But I've never found anyone to fulfill my needs. It's a lonely place to be. So I learned to depend on me. I decided long ago never to walk in anyone's shadows. If I fail, if I succeed, at least I lived as I believed. People don't know self-love because they don't know what they believe. And what they believe, what they think they believe versus what their life shows about what they believe are two very different things. And it's alarming how much people choose to believe in lack more than they believe in abundance. Oh, can't do that, not educated enough. Can't do that, we ain't really figured it out yet. Can't do that, ain't got enough resources. Can't do that, ain't got the time. God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. Back a doubt in Diana's and doubt in Tom's. Where are the firefighters at? The ones that are willing to hold that hose and put out the fire of the stuff that's been holding them back. Where y'all at? Where y'all at? You are the one. No matter what, no matter what they take from me, they can't take away my dignity. I could have fell down three times and caught shame, but yo, I still had my dignity. I still had my pride. I still had a sense of who I am. And that's what I'll land on every time. 
You know how people try to come for me because of how I speak, bro? You can't define me. Your opinion don't matter. Your opinion don't pay my bills. Heck, it don't even pay for my weave. Shit. Because the greatest love of all is happening to me right here, right now. I've found the greatest love of all inside of me. And the greatest love of all, guess what? Contrary to what people believe, is actually very easy to achieve. You gotta go to that mirror. You gotta learn to love yourself because it really is the greatest love of all. And if by chance any of you Give yourself permission to find that special place, the one that you've been dreaming of. Yo, give yourself permission as a grown adult to dream. Dream. Dream with your eyes open as much as you dream with your eyes closed. Dream so much that you write it down, you make it clear, you make the vision plain. You make it specific. I dare you to write down some of your dreams, make them clear, make them play, make them specific. And then I dare you to go to the mirror and become that person. If you want to be a millionaire, walk and talk like one, dress like one, act like one, develop a work ethic like one. If you want to be the person that saves the community, save yourself. If you want to be the change maker or chain breaker, then start changing yourself. If you want to be the healer, heal yourself. Act like that that you choose to become and watch what happens. I dare you to not just dream, but believe you are the one. Write it down. Make it clear. Wake up every single day and read that statement of who you are, who you really are who you've reminded yourself of what you are now that the scars are filled in with gold. Because if by chance, the place that you've been dreaming of leads you to a lonely place, the only place that you're gonna be able to find that real strength is in love go there understand what you're defining as love understand who and what you're allowing yourself to be and do yourself a big favor allow yourself to be free is there anybody that's got anything to say any questions, remarks, ideas, thoughts, or concepts? If you don't know what I was reading, it was The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. And it's self-love. Yes, ma'am. Well, that was the anthem for motivation, as you know. I think I'm sure at some point you used to say, ah, that's so <laughs> Exactly what I said as I started the room. I used to hate that song. I wasn't, I wasn't here when you started the room, but the interesting thing is that when you were speaking about the one and the one 
And I think I was speaking about that this morning because I really don't know who was speaking this morning. I don't know what influence. I do know what influence I was under. But you see the one, that whole one, that allowed Whitney to write that song? And in that season, Whitney had access to that. She had access to that influence to create that song. And it was a message in that song for Whitney. A message in the song for all of us, but a, a message for Whitney. And then when you spoke about if you're whole, if you can get your wholeness as the one, and then you meet somebody else who's got their wholeness as a one, it requires those two whole ones to become together, you know, in unity. But if you're not whole, if you're broken, not wholeheartedly, and then you meet somebody else that's broken, it's, it's like you're just, be careful, like you said, who you love. So that song was a message and is a message and is a very powerful message to all of us. But when you look at Whitney, in that season, she had access to that influence. She had access to be able to create those words and whatever. And her life towards the end didn't reflect that space at that time. So it kind of really helps me to understand when you say that there's a season. It also helps me to understand that when something happens, like you're blessed with the creativity, like that level of song, which still plays, which she's still getting royalties on now, way be, you know, way beyond her not being here, it be can become a monument. Like that song is worshipped, people love it, it actually inspires them. So the song actually has momentum. But look at the person that wrote the song. It was like those words was required for her. So that was just something that I observed in, in what you said when you were talking about the one. Because when I say you are the one, and you are the one, as in you're the one you're looking for, you're the one to blame, you're the one with the answers. When you really understand that you're the one, the very lessons that we teach are the lessons that we've come to learn. As much as when we reach a different level, the very lessons that we've come to learn are the very lessons, lessons that we'll be willing to create a legacy with. Everything I do has been built on self-love because it's been the journey of my life. And sometimes it's turmoil. Other times I've got a grip on it. But through that journey, I found God, I found purpose, I found me, I found a business, I found products. There's so much if you're just willing to go to the mirror because you're the one. But we live in a world filled with distractions. And so the distractions look like I've got to get, 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 get. I've got to do, 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 do. But it's like, what happens when you be? That song wouldn't have hit so hard if Whitney didn't sing it. Because we watched the destruction of love. We saw what it became. Certain songs that R. Kelly sang, ha, they didn't hit so hard 
if it wasn't him. We don't fully understand the universe. So we don't understand the yin and the yang. We don't understand light and dark. We don't understand sun and moon. We don't understand. But when you allow yourself to overstand, everything makes sense. Everything. There ain't no part that don't make sense. Every inch makes sense. But you got to go to the mirror. And you got to understand that you're the one. And you know what? Looking in the mirror before I left, knowing that I was the one, I love that bra. And the amount of times that I have patched up that bra, it has been stretched beyond capacity. So guess what? When I was getting dressed, there was a warning. It went click, click. I pushed past that stretching. I pushed past that warning. The love of the bra that is in pieces, it's, it's really carried me through a lot of different things. I decided that I'm still going to wear it. <laughs> ah. So sometimes when we just have outgrown the thing, just let it go. Because if you don't let it go, it might let you go. And the truth of I the matter know. is it's going to break anyways. Yeah. And, and, it's going to break. Know. And the craziest thing is we're scared of the breaking. You know, that's the craziest thing. We won't go to the mirror because we're scared of the breaking. We're scared of looking in our past because we're scared of the facing. We're scared of looking in the mirror because we're scared of what we're going to see. But we're walking around with it on us. We're opening our mouths. It's coming out of us. We're creating experiences in our lives that are showing us straight away what we really believe and what we think. But we won't ask ourselves, what do we believe? It's a no, madness. I think, I think that, you know, my auntie, she's no longer here, but she used to always say that every meeting, every situation that you go in in life, she believed in a brand of bra from Marks and Spencer's mm -hmm. called Firm Control. And she would always <laughs> say, I'm firm control, not only in my bra, but in my mind. And I didn't listen to her instructions today. I knew that that bra was out of control before I left, but I'd rather go through the fire of a meeting than having to balance with pop, you know, and all sorts of things. So thank you. Everything teaches. And sometimes we're just stretching ourselves. We're stretching the love for something way beyond what it's useful for. There was no firm control in that bra. The bra was absolutely in pieces. And then I had to rely on Tanya. Tanya, Tanya, tie me up, please. Tanya was like, what's going on? Mum, I could see, you know. So, yeah, take the one and read the signs. Yeah. Don't leave the pressure. And one thing, right? When you really start to see yourself as a 10-10, no cap, confidence on 10-10. Everything on 10-10, mindset, 10-10, obedience, 10-10, discipline, 10-10, commitment, 10-10, power, 10-10. You know what? You know everything you've been looking for. Do I want me to tell you a secret? It comes to you. You ain't got to go anywhere. Your phone rings. The opportunity presents itself to you. You ain't got to look for it anymore. For some of us are running into every room, every seminar, every relationship, every job, every account, looking 
for what we would find if we just reminded ourselves, honey, you're the one. It's you. It's you. That blessing's gonna have to come through you. But you gotta be prepared and ready so that you can receive it and then pour it out. But if you're on a wild goose chase, running up and down the motorway, in and out of the city, you'll miss it. Or maybe you'll find it, it might just take longer. I dare you to get crazy about loving you. I dare you to get crazy about redefining you, or at least figuring out what's defined you up until now. You're a whole wave by yourself and a movement <laughs> when you catch the other people that are on the vibe with you, but a whole wave by yourself, nothing missing. Nothing should have been or could have been that wasn't. Everything is as it's supposed to be. Can you be at peace with it? Of course you can. I dare you. That's it. I'm done. You are the one, no cap. 10-10, baby. That's it. I hope y'all go to sleep on it. Wake up on it. Write the vision. Make it clear. Make it plain. It's a full moon energy still. Write it in this energy. Write it like today. Write it out. And then wake up every day, recite it, invite it, become it. I dare you. Guys, I'm stepping out of this room now. I haven't even got a track to leave you with because my computer's been a lemon poop. Oh, gosh. Imagine I said that. And then this track popped up. Bruh. I'm inviting everyone up to the stage today. That's what I'm feeling I do. I'm going to invite the whole room to the stage today. Get up, wakey, wakey. There's no excuses. Everybody's been invited to speak, accept the invitation. Don't be shy. Irie, what's good, Queen? Hello. What did you get from the room today? Oh, I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of the room. I've been going through some stuff, but I feel like I find hope when I listen. Yay. And you know what? Hold on to positive energy. That's all hope is. And if you can just hold on to positive energy, everything can change. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation and speaking. 
We see you, girl. We see you sitting there, but now you up here. You stay up here, girl. It's been a long time since I've actually spoken on Clubhouse, since we were doing, like, the Bible studies before. Yeah. So come in. Come up. Speak. Contribute. Because I loved your journey, because Irie's, like, when she first walked in, when she walked into Raquel's room doing Bible studies, and she was like, ah, I don't believe in God. And we were like, what? But it was amazing because I had like a prejudice that everybody was raised in church and actually not everybody was. And so it was beautiful, the conversations we would have and her perspectives and views, it was amazing. So please don't be silent, like add value because you added a lot of value to me and there's someone else in the room who's in the same place that you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. Love that. And she was like, I'm holding a space for you because I see what you're doing. And I'm trying to give you that confidence to just come out and show what you're doing to other people. So she's like, the next show, I'm expecting to see you there. Oh my gosh, let me tell you how God's good. Just today, I came out of a meeting and I was like, oh my gosh, I need a young artist. Irie, I forgot about you, girl. I'm going to be contacting you. Yes, I need an artist. I need an artist to do... See, see, you see why? <laughs> Thank you. And you know what? Irie's an amazing drawer, by the way, guys. But she just secretly draws. You know, like, we all got these secret talents and gifts. So, yeah, we're going to create a space for you to come out and come through and do what you've been called to do. And there's something amazing just about following what you love. Like, it's incredible. It's actually just dope. Just do it. Cece, Wagwan. Hi. You saved a wretch like me. Yeah, Lord, it's me. Come on. Uh, I'm supposed to be. It's just, he was singing to me, but you didn't have to expose me. Tell me, tell me what he was singing to, what part of you did the tune licking. Um, do you know what it is? I just realised there is, outside is screaming at me lately, like she's been calling me. She's got my name all over her. And it's just having the um, discipline. Jezebel calling you? <laughs> Jezebel. No, 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 no. I rebuke you. It's just outside. But you know what it is? It's, it's, it's the reminder to have the discipline. It's the reminder of what I tell my children to do what I've got to do so I can do what I want to do. So in this week, just focusing on being on top of my stuff, ahead of myself in that, you know, uh, uniforms prep, clothes are prep, this and that. So then when I'm outside, I'm outside and I don't have to worry. Um, so it was just the reminder of it being me and me being my own worst enemy is what the um, room has reminded me today. So when I am fighting on the other end of it, I've got no one to blame but myself because I'm not putting the things in place to do what I've got to do first. So um, thank you for calling me out. Love that. Thank you for reminding me that discipline is 100% my portion. Um, yeah, these rooms this week have been amazing. I've literally sat through most of the rooms with goosebumps. And I'm like, this is, this is spirit. This is me hearing and taking in exactly what I need. And I'm just so grateful. 
I love that. Just being present, you could be blessed. Remember, the favor could be just from getting in the room. <laughs> love it. Miss Beverly Ann. Miss Beverly Ann. Grand evening. Grand evening. How art thou? I'm amazing. I'm amazing. Yeah, I'm glad you remembered my whole name. Mm -hmm. I like to call it up. Beverly Ann. Yes. She thinks she had the thing on that, but I'm sharing it. Yes, girl. What was your question? I don't remember what your question was now. One, was the song for you? Or two, what did the room do for you today? I love that. So you get the whole concept that you are the you are the problem, you are the solution, you are the answers, you are the thing. It's all a you, 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 you thing. I don't necessarily have to know. I just got to be obedient. Yes. And I say I say that and I smile because that ain't easy. But um, where am I going? Where it's like somebody says, "Get up, get dressed. We're going." Like, where are we going? Yeah. Come on, just go. What what should I wear? Just put on your clothes. Which clothes? Do what? Should I put on shoes, trainers? Do I put on a dress? Should I dress up or is it casual? And that's why it's so crazy, because especially if we've been used to such like, it's really funny how obedience and discipline are like so different, if you get what I'm trying to say. Um, but 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 both work well, because even like this morning, I've literally got the top of my paper, which I'm staring at right now, obedience yeah. equals abundance. That's all I wrote. And I think that sometimes we're so not obedient. Do you know what I mean? Like we're just not following. You see how you're saying it? There's no real, sometimes there's not no real structure that we're used to, especially if you're a structured person. If you're the type of person that is like, I do this at that time, I do that at that time, I do this and that. It's like what goes back to what we were speaking about earlier. The lack of space, right, is actually messing you up. But the control in us doesn't allow us to be flexible between how much energy we need to put in, how much structure and discipline we need to have in comparison to how obedient we need to be in comparison to how much flow we need. And that's so crazy sometimes because it's a lot. But what I've started to do a lot nowadays, I'm, I'm whistling a lot, boy. I'm whistling because I'm thinking, shit, I need to, no, I don't. No, I don't. Yeah. And I just start whistling until, <laughs> until the urge disappears and then, you know what I mean? Because obviously I'm still trying to, I'm also trying to, you know, get a hold of patience as well. So, yeah, I'm just whistling and whistling my way through. Yeah, that's amazing. See, as soon as you said whistling, if you was whistling in my house, I'd cuss you because my grand used to say, if you're with, don't whistle in the house, it invites the demons in. <laughs> you see, I bet you if you, you were to ask your grand or her mum, but know? this is the thing. Why are they saying that? Just like today, I was riding my bike to get to that meeting and I walked under, you know, those signs. 
And when you're growing up, they say, don't go under there, it's the devil's legs. I said, imagine the stupidness that, and I'm telling you, I would walk around three drains. I wouldn't walk under a sign. And I was like, well, if I'm going through here, I'm going through heaven's doors. What the hell? But it, it sounds stupid, but that's the kind of things that we're under the influence of all the time. We've never asked a question. It's just a game that we play for the rest of our lives. And sometimes, yeah. Well, it, and you know what? One time I spoke about the ladders thing, and I was like, "Well, it does make sense, bro. Like the ladder could technically fall on your head." <laughs> we bite, we break a mirror. Seven years bad luck, and because you recite it, you recite it, you recite it, you recite it, you believe it, you create it. Stupidness. But yeah, I love that. Thank you so much, Miss Beverly Ann. Tahira, Tahira. Hello, how are you? I'm great. I like to say your name like Shakira, Shakira. I know. <laughs> I know. Let's say you're not the first one to do that to me, so it's okay. Really? I thought I was yeah, unique. Damn. Everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, Shakira, Shakira. And I was like, oh, hipster night. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> thing is it would be okay if i was as sexy as shakira but <laughs> so it's just kind of like tahira you are the one i am the one yes Absolutely. i am the one i am the one so i need to obviously it, it's it's interesting because no matter um so somebody told me something once so like she was wearing um uh these really two interesting mix of colors and i would naturally never put those two colors together and i just said to her like how how are you are you pulling this off it looks really good but i wouldn't have naturally have not that i'm a fashion person anybody if anybody knows me i'm definitely not a fashion person and she said literally just put it on walk with confidence boom that's it you've done it and i was See? like oh my god so that's what I do. Like I just go right. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. I'm 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 me, and I'm just gonna keep doing me. Um, and then yeah. So then somehow I usually at occasions I can pull it off, uh, and I look okay. So you see, and I, that's yeah. the energy that we love. There's no real thinking. It's just I'm gonna wear pink and yellow today because I feel like wearing pink and yellow, and I'm gonna walk boldly in pink and yellow, and boom, it lands. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think the interesting thing is about is the self-talk element. Like, how do you do, how do you make sure you do that self-talk? Do you know what I mean? Yes. So it's just, I think it's a good reminder. And I think it's a, a discipline we need. And it's okay to ask for help during the, what happens as well. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. A thousand percent. Because it's, it's, um, I personally think it's very uncomfortable sometimes actually actually hearing <laughs> how you do talk to yourself <laughs> and what you say. And it might not be very nice and you might not know how to reframe that. You might not know how to, um, you might not even know where that's come from. You might not know how to get rid of it or whatever. So it is, I think it's one of the most powerful things that you could do is ask for help all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was, uh... It, it was uh, so. So I what I've done is I've I've generally I kind of I kind of say cruised, but that's not the right word. Like gone from one job to the other to the other, or one activity from one to the other to the other. And this past year has been a stop, reflect. Like it's okay. And um, when 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 taking praise is one of the hardest things. 
and um, we do this, we, we have conversations at work, which is really lovely. And one of them is comfort within discomfort. And it's just establishing and understanding what's your comfort within discomfort. And my comfort, there's two comforts within discomfort. One is silence. I can't do more than 10 seconds because in my brain, the 10 seconds is like 10 minutes. Um, and the second thing is praise. So if someone says to me, oh, you're really good. I'm like, oh, and I want to cringe and all that sort of stuff. But that actually totally relates to our self-talk and what we're telling ourselves. Oh my gosh, so, I love that. What is your comfort in discomfort? That's so dope. And that's the one thing that we've been speaking about so much lately in our Elevate space is the silence, because this is what I mean. I always say busy is the greatest distraction of all time. Like we think the busier we are, the better we'll feel, the more we're accomplished, the more success, whatever it is. But actually, when you are just still and silent, you get so much answers. But it's getting past that initial chatter of it sounding like (laughs) there's a million things coming at once to just been able to hear more and more clarity, but it's practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, and it, and it's also the, so what I, so sometimes it's easier to tell other people, but when you have to do it to yourself, it's hard. <laughs> so one thing I, t- I tell people is, uh, imagine you watching somebody having a conversation with themselves and they're two separate individuals. You would tell one person, i.e. the horrible person, the negative thoughts in your mind to basically be quiet and you might beat them up because they're being so horrible to the your other side of you. And, she, and I just and I just tried to do that. But do I practice it as well? Not, not so much. <laughs> but I do try. I do try. But um, yeah. So thank, thank you for inviting me to your rooms and stuff. And, I love um, that. Thank you for that. I love that, Tira. That is a beautiful thing, I think, for all of us to find the discomfort in the comfort or find the comfort in the discomfort find the comfort in the discomfort yes comfort within discomfort yes I'm I'm, I'm making a personal note to myself for that thank you Miss Sue grand evening grand evening Tanya and everyone in the room I completely forgot what I was going to say Laughter is my greatest therapy. I love laughter, guys. I genuinely love laughing. It makes me so happy. And just take the the compliment. I know, but I just when it comes to that word, I find it very hard. I do find it very incredibly hard because I don't think I am. I'm just too, as I said. Yeah. love that that's why the mirror is so beautiful because we don't have to sit in front of the physical mirror it's just like are you willing to sit in you are you willing to be you like 
whatever that looks like, whatever that is, like, can you embrace that as a beautiful thing to do and be? And yeah, for me personally, that was a very tough challenge for a lot of years in my life. I've had to become more comfortable with just knowing that how I am is, is, is okay. It's okay, it's fine. You know, I don't have to be like anybody else or whatever. I've never tried to be like anybody else, but um, accepting myself fully has been hard, literally. Um, who haven't we heard from? Miss Dom, any final words? Oh, go to Tira. Sorry, sorry. Can I quickly share? Sorry, Dom. Um, the one thing I did, which was really helpful for me, was I don't know if you guys have ever done like strength finder type of things where you go on, you answer some questions, and then it says, these are your top strengths. Um, the most, for me anyway, was like I did one of those tests. And I know, I know you don't need tests and things to like tell you, but actually just put it. I love them though, as quizzes. Put it into like an order, and it just, it's just, it just said to me, like in, in, internally, I went, oh, I've got permission to be loud because that's what that thing told me. It was like, oh, I love that. Everything. And it said, all right. And the top strength for, for me, by the way, is humor. So obviously, <laughs> I'm always the funniest in the room. Not really, but yes. <laughs> Here it is, by we we do a radio program together. I think I missed this week, but anyway, um, we do a radio program, and honestly, if Tahira doesn't come in with this loud, bubbly energy, and then sometimes it's like pulling straws. So those traits and some of us that we've walked away from all of our life. Like I remember one point, I changed my laugh because when I went to the cinema and places, it was so disgusting. It was like so loud and from my belly. But actually, there's been seasons where I just haven't felt like laughing at anything. And I've just genuinely felt upset because I tried to change my laugh. No, I'm going to laugh loud and hard because it makes me feel happy. And like when I just heard season laugh, it made me feel very happy. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for that, Tahira. Dom, have you got any final words of what you got from this room or maybe what the song done for you? I'm not sure if you was in when the song was playing. You there? We can't hear you, darling. You've unmuted, but somehow we can't hear you. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, we can hear you now. Um, the song, the song was a hit. It was a, uh, it did kind of hit me. I was like, oh. Um, I was like, where did I hear this song from? And I was like, I've heard this song before, but I don't know where I've heard it from. I think in the room. I think I've played it before. Yeah, it sounds like, where have I heard this song from? I've heard you're coming in to elevate. We do Bible studies on Fridays, honey. You coming? You coming in to elevate? We do Bible studies. Okay, we'll see you there. See, see you at Bible studies. <laughs> Yeah, 
I did have a cheerleader as well. I had a secret cheerleader in the room who encouraged me to do that as well because obviously nobody put up their hand. And then I was like, you know what? My my vision is. <laughs> I really wanted Claude and Morgan and Gary to come. You know, I'm waiting for Gary to speak. I'm inviting him again. Invite Gary to speak. Invite. So sorry, Tanya, while, while you're waiting for Gary to come up, because I think Gary and Claude will come up. Um, yeah, I just think they will. And Morgan, he may. <laughs> did y'all see what she did there? <laughs> Like, I don't like that story. Yeah. I don't like that story. <laughs> I don't like that one. While you can laugh, laugh. And, and remember, again, when we went to, um, when we used to dance for motivation and we went to that place on the path road and we were dancing for that event with people that had cancer and those people with the hole in their throat and, you know, they love it. Honestly. No, I don't remember that one, no. Don't like it, well, no. While we can laugh, while we can express, while we can have joy, while we can gratitude is a must, you know. Um, yeah, laugh while you can. Because when I heard laughter run out, boy, I was like, oh, her laughter's dried up. <laughs> so yeah, laugh while you can. No, well, I am going out laughing, but it's not funny. <sighs> but guys. It's a wrap. Nobody else in the stage, in the stage, in the stage, you know, in the audience wants to come up, share any last calls of how you are the one, of how you're a 10 to Ow, Gary slid in there right at the end. Get in there. Go. Way. Grand evening, Gary. How are you? Oh, we can't hear you. Your speaker sounds... Um, He's in a cupboard hiding from someone. Yeah, it sounds like you're in a hole. Hold on, hold on. What about now? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, it's that stupid Bluetooth speaker, man. Um, what was the question again? Um, did the song hit you, or what has the room made you think about today? Uh, the mirror. 
it's it's always a hard place to go to, really. Um, I think some t- the mirror will always hold you to task. So yes. if you're supposed to do something and you haven't done it, if you were supposed to have done something and you didn't do it, um, and if you're not doing something that currently uh, is put out in front of you, then you're, you're failing in life, really. Um, and sometimes sometimes being or, or, or recognising that failure, sometimes it's... Uh, it's, it's two ways you can take it. You can use that. You can use that to drive you. But some yes. people succumb to it and think, "Oh, you know, I'm a failure, and I'm never gonna come out of that." So for me, the rooms, all the rooms that I've been in, and this room today is pulling me more towards doing and stop looking in the mirror and thinking. You know, this is this is me for the rest of my life. This is what I'm going to do. This is where I've been and I'm staying here. So um, I see the mirror more as a call to action now, something to, to draw me forward. So, um, yeah, it's left foot, right foot, and I just keep marching towards uh, where I'm going. I love that. Yay! And I think, yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. We can make the mirror our best friend. Oh my gosh, I'm going to play that song to leave if I can. Um, actually, Claudine, can you get that song up? My phone's been crazy. Um, but the thing is, we can make the mirror our best friend and it can be our biggest motivator. Because like you said, we can go there and just be so unhappy with where we're at. Unhappy with the times we've let ourselves down. Unhappy with making the same choices or thinking we can't get out. And we look at ourselves and we're like, let's go, you know? As much as we can go to the mirror and be like, oh, I don't like what I see, but this is the way that it is. And it's going to stay that way. Um, uh-huh. But either way, it's, it's a choice. Indeed. I love that. Thank you so much, Gary. It's so lovely to hear you. We'd love to hear from you more. Mm-hmm. Especially in the evenings, because I know what, in the mornings you might be traveling to work, but in the evenings, you could, you know, you could come up. Awesome. Welcome. If you're new to the room, we're actually coming out shortly, but we were just talking about you are the one, no cap, saying that whether you want to become something or whether something has been holding you hostage, the answer's in the mirror. Give yourself permission to see yourself greater, better, and take the steps to be in the best you. Yes, Miss Dina? I just wanted to say on behalf of the Mandem Promotions, Saturday the 23rd of October at Slowtown Football Club, the Mandem are taking over the space. They're running an event, reaching out to the children, to the young people, reaching out to be role models. And they're doing it around black on the ball, speaking about, yeah, getting the black man back on the ball of life, back on top of the game. So, yeah, you can hear more from Gary on that day because Gary is always willing to share. And when he shares from his heart, it's even more powerful. Can See, I make a request? I feel like... Maybe leading up to on the ball, we could have some on the ball shake the rooms. Like, why are you guys doing it? What is the ethos behind it? You know, maybe. What are you saying, Gary? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's go. 
yeah let's, let's get some of the man them in the room let's get people on the ball and yeah like, like it would be nice for some for the men to just go ahead and let us fall behind and just listen to why you guys are doing what you're doing and us to bring people into the room and invite people in yeah let's do it let's go you guys have got like a month so you've got a month run four weeks let's go Yes, everybody heard it here first. The man them will be hosting some rooms called On the Ball. Yes, everybody flash your you mic. Believe, you wouldn't believe that your dad just messaged me. You lot are full of shit. Claude, excuse me, Claude, we're inviting you to speak. Declare yourself free. Declare yourself free. It's all right. Oh, hello, Claude. You wasn't on the ball. You wasn't on the ball. Sounds like blame. You better go to the mirror. Oh, okay. We love it. Right. So that's where we're at. Um, the thing with the mirror, as Gary said again, I'm glad to hear you speak today, Gary. Um, very much um, can show you a reflection of where you are in life, can show you a reflection of what you're doing, or vice versa. You know, depending on how you want to take it. You know, it, it can be your a positive or it can be a negative. But then I hope that most people, when they look in the mirror, it gets them up and spurs them and. Um, from the positive energy that it should do, not, not the negative, but then at the same time, you know, sometimes a bit of positive and negative give us a charge, so, you know, um, it's all good in its own little, own little way. Um, it was just that, um, it just reminded me of something that I saw on Monday, I went down to my girlfriend Judy's, my fiance Judy's, who was in the room, and she's on, what's she on, Tanya, self-love, is it? Yeah, she's on the self-love podcast at the minute. Better. exactly why we're saying fill the cracks with gold we can look at them and keep them as cracks or we can fill them with gold and make them a masterpiece and honestly when I started my self-love journey and I really went to the mirror it felt like death it felt like I was dying but I actually was because 
the identity that I'd built up of myself. Oh my God, I didn't like it. Like it was so hard to really see myself past what I was holding on to. Like, and it sometimes it wasn't major, it was just that, for instance, at um maybe 24, I might have applied for a job that paid me 25 grand because that's the only value that I saw myself in. I never would have sat there and said, Joe, I'm capable of doing a job that that I will get 60K. Yet people are getting 60K a day, you know? And it was just those kind of realities that was like, yo, the reason why I've wrote no cap on this room is because we cap ourselves. We cap ourselves because we'll read the definition of a job and we'll think, I don't have that, I don't have that, I don't have that. So we won't go for it. These days I walk into things that I'm not qualified for and then they say, you've got the job. And I'm like, oh shit, let me get ready. Let me go and study because I try not to have that cap. You know, there were certain areas or certain places I wouldn't have seen myself and allowed myself to step into because I just never saw myself as that, literally. So certain times when I looked in the mirror, it was just so uncomfortable because it was like, wow, why have I put these limits on me? And for me personally, I literally, when I tell you guys, literally covered my mirror in words because the words and the self-talk thing that was coming up was so horrible that I had to replace it real quick. So one of the quickest ways for me to do it was every time I walked past the mirror, every time I looked in the mirror, I saw love. I, I saw beautiful. I saw simple little things that I'd never told myself before. I had to write them on the mirror until I believed it. I had to, I didn't believe it. And so it starts like that. And yeah, the journey continues and unfolds and keeps going. If you've just stepped into the room, we actually invite everybody to the stage to ask them what they've taken from the room today. And it's been a beautiful conversation and I've truly appreciated everybody's contribution. But I guess to go, someone is trying to speak. Gary, was you going to say something? No, not me. Oh, okay, cool. Well, people, yeah, yeah. yes, ma'am. I was just going to say, Claudia, so I know I spoke to you and Judy earlier. And I know sometimes it's like on this self-love journey, you knew Julie as a strong woman that may not have expressed her feelings or shown tears. So sometimes to see her tearful these days, it's like, wow, I don't know what's going on with her. And that isn't necessarily um, that it's any kind of negative. Sometimes the tears are a language of our soul. And it's just our soul communicating with us, but it's, it feels so beautiful, even though it may look like, oh God, they're crying again. I'll just oh, I'll oh, make it for myself. Yeah. Oh yeah, but with me, I'm watching the journey, and I'm and I'm kind of I'm loving the journey because you know it was something she wanted, something she needed, and something she's fully capable and more than capable of dealing with. You know, it's going to have its ups, it's going to have its downs. You know, because you know she asked me a couple of questions this morning, and. Judy wouldn't even have bothered asking those questions before, you know, and traveling through her journey and everything. So I'm just looking at it and I'm, I'm, I love it. You know what I mean? And I'm there hundred percent behind her, left, right. We know along the journey, you know what I mean? I might not be going through and doing the course or doing the thing with her, but I'm backing her and I'm saying to her, go for it. You know what I mean? Because I can see, as I said, I can see the difference. And I see the difference in her every day. She might not see it, you know what I mean? Because she's looking for it. And she's thinking, oh, where is it? But I see the difference. I see the difference. And I see the difference in the way she acts, the way she deals with certain things. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah, I see the difference. She'll be all right this month. She's got the best accountability partner ever. Oh, 
And you know why, and that's another beautiful thing that you said, sometimes when we go to the mirror and we know we are the one, we're now looking for the difference. When it's like, you can't necessarily see it because you've already changed, so you're it. Yeah. You're it. Yeah. You're, you're, you're it, you know what I mean? Definitely, you know what I mean? And I don't think she knows there's a change there. She sees change in certain ways, but she doesn't look for the whole change. And there's a whole change, a whole different perspective about her. You know what I mean? But hey, I love it. Beautiful. I pray y'all have a beautiful, beautiful evening. And see y'all in the morning. We're back in the morning. And tomorrow's title is... Dun, 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 dun. I don't know what it is, but I've already been blessed with it. It is faith and belief are not the same thing. Ah. So we'll be back talking more things about being under the influence. If you're up at 7.15, be here. Don't be late. You don't want to miss it. And if you've got a couple friends, invite them to tap in and kickstart their day with a rise and win. Again, have a beautiful evening. And thank you all so much for being here. Be great, guys. It's not letting me play y'all no music. So just have a lovely evening. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.